Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to use a lot of words, yet say nothing at all. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is show number 509. On today's show, we're talking about just a couple of simple things here. We're talking about finishing with AC in the shop and our retirement. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler is giving away a new product each month to one lucky Wood Talk listener. This month, they're giving away a Pack Rack Plus clamp and tool storage system so you can wheel your clamps, tools, and supplies all across the shop with ease. This prize is valued at over $350. Enter for your chance to win before September 1st at rockler.com slash woodtalk. That's right, Mark. And if you want to help support the show. <laughs> I, almost, I almost nail it. Almost. <laughs> you can do great. so. <laughs> this is patreon.com slash woodtalk. And you can sign up to become a patron of the show. We'd like to thank Joel, Stefan, and Terrace. All right, thanks for that, Matt. <laughs> You're welcome, Mark. Uh, Have a great day. I'll see you later. Did you? I'm do? signing off now. <laughs> did, did John <laughs> Stefan add accents just to screw up, Matt? I don't know what you do with know. an accent. No, look at him. You can see his picture. <laughs> he looks like he looks European. What do you? I you don't can know just what tell. you do with an accent over the O like that. I wow. did something. You don't pronounce it. You just go. I ran with it. I have no idea. Don't ask me. Don't ask Matt. He can't even do regular English words. That's true. That is true. To me, fail English. That's impossible. Yeah. All right. So a quick announcement. We've talked about this before, but those T-shirts, those Wood Talk All-Star T-shirts are still available at TWWstore.com if you want to go check them out. I'm wearing mine. It's a great little shirt. God, it's great. I'm, I'm really it's a nice good fit, at like, right? I think I wore it last time we recorded. Oh, good timing. <laughs> too bad no it's one can see it. <laughs> Not a visual show. Uh, structurally here, guys, I think we screwed something Stru- up. I'm going to pull that voicemail question. <laughs> because going right into a mid-roll right now doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What? So what do you say we get to... Um, <laughs> Neil's question. 
that's that's when you know such you know when we've truly given up on the show. We just we 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 introduce Patreon, we roll into a mid-roll, and then good night, everybody. No, no, no. We introduce Patreon, we try to get you to buy some merch, and then we go into a mid-roll. Go into an ad. Yeah. I mean, Jeez. Yeah. The trifecta. We're like, of we're like NBC Olympic network work here. Just don't care anymore. Oh, good golly. All right, let's get to uh, Neil's question. Hey guys, this is Neil from Illinois, not to be confused with Roberto from Illinois. Although, Roberto, if you're listening, we should hang out. It's a small state, right? <laughs> uh, my question is this. My lovely girlfriend uh, is letting me have our entire garage, which is 20 foot by 30 foot, as a wood shop. So I'm in the process of wiring it up and insulating and doing all that jazz. I'm going to be putting a PTAC unit in for heating and air conditioning. Uh, so my question is, is there anything I need to worry about when finishing to avoid, well, blowing up with that kind of unit? Um, not quite sure if that's safe or if I should turn it off when I'm finishing. Um, any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for all you guys do and keep rocking. Anybody have thoughts on this? I mean, I had to actually look it up because uh, I, I remember the heck is a knowing what that was That's at one thing time. You wear when you sleep but I had to Google night, it. right? To help you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, you put that little mask yeah. on. Uh, think of it like a commercial-grade wall unit or a commercial-grade window unit. Oh. Um, if you've ever been to a, I don't know, like a small hotel, typically you're going to see that unit in the wall, on the exterior wall. So that really, it's kind of wide and usually on the ground. Yeah. So it, I don't, I don't know if anything, I mean, I, and I can't say that I know for sure, but nothing jumps out at me. It just seems like a wall unit air conditioner. It's going to be pulling air in, blowing it out, uh, may even help to some extent with exhausting, but I don't know in terms of like, is there something in the, the mechanism that makes it dangerous? And I don't think so. Hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, you wouldn't think that they would put them in hotel rooms if there was something inherently dangerous because you can't control what people do in the hotel rooms, Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like liability reasons. Let's go with the most stable thing right. we possibly can. Let's stick something that causes things to blow up. People will be fine. What could go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't, I can't say for sure. Anybody who's an HVAC expert, maybe you know more about this, but I just don't. I mean, his question may be more the fact that he's running AC, so he's got the windows closed, right, to, to cool it most efficiently. So the more loaded question yeah. is, can I finish like without proper ventilation? And I don't. I don't yeah. think that's ever a good idea. <laughs> I don't so, think so either. I know, I know for me, um, cause I have, I have a window AC unit, in my garage. Um, I still have to be very careful about when I finish because I, I, I want to at least open a window. I try to open the actual garage door to get the ultimate ventilation. But you know, if it's super hot and humid, yeah, the finish is just terrible. I get blushing in the finish. If it's really, really cold, it doesn't cure properly. So a lot of times I will specifically either put off finishing until I've got a good weather day, or I'll choose like water-based, really low VOC type finishes and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, do it quickly and get out of the shop. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how those units work in terms of like turning over the air in the space. If, if that's something that happens, how, how long does it take? Cause I don't, I don't necessarily want to encourage him to count on it to, you know, get those fumes out of there. Uh, obviously some other supplemental ventilation is probably a good idea, but I'm curious about the details on that. You know, I probably shouldn't have even put this question <laughs> in there because 
Should we clearly don't even know. No idea. Yeah. Well, you know, kickback. Give us that kickback, and we can actually give this guy a real answer. Yeah. Oh well, we tried. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, you know what? I wanted to pull another question because it just still seems a little early to jump into that mid roll. Um, but I can't get into the the wood talk email. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding. All right. So uh, this this is no preparation. We have a ton of emails. I'm just gonna go in there and grab one. <laughs> okay. So this is from John Jones. He says. I have completed the desktop with the desktop. Okay, so finishing a standing desktop is what he's saying. I've completed the desktop with Brazilian cherry, stained the top, and applied two coats of semi-gloss poly to protect it. When the last coat of poly, with the last coat of poly, the surface had a rough feel that I discovered was tiny bubbles. I sanded with 220 grit paper and applied another coat of poly and had the same result. How do I eliminate the bubbles and get a smooth surface? Help is appreciated. John, well, what would you do with this, Matt? If you were getting the bubbles, getting the bubbles, what kind of applicator yeah, the is bubbles. John using? Yeah, is he brushing don't it on? Know. Yeah, sounds like he's. I feel like he would have said something if it was wiping. It probably is. That's why brushing. I don't really brush anymore. Yeah, because it's pretty easy to get bubbles with brushing. I would try I wiping. Yeah, not not with a traditional poly, especially if it's like a really thick poly water-based i don't mind brushing that much but that's usually a yeah. lot thinner to begin with but if we're just talking like mm-hmm. real polyurethane like straight out of the can it's thick first of all i would always thin that final coat yeah. anyway like by at least half um just to get it to lay down really nicely but there's also every possibility that he's still got uh, like artifact bubbles like little craters left on the surface i mean if you've got bubbles on yeah, a dried yeah. surface 220 grit might not be enough like you may have to get really serious to get to the bottom of those, those little craters that you've created. So if they're still tiny little craters, even if they feel flat, like if you were to um, like put a raking light on the surface, you may still see them. And I would think that you would actually get little, like if you, especially if you brush, but you would probably encourage those little bubbles to happen again. So it's either not enough yeah. finish prep to remove the the bubbles, but most likely, I mean, to me, bubbles means bad brushing or sorry, bad brushing, <laughs> but you get the idea. Brushing in general with mm-hmm. polyurethane, brushing, I think is brushing bad. bad. <laughs> You're yeah. bad at it. Uh, also, um, he didn't say how, you know, of course, didn't say how he's mixing it, but don't shake a can. Uh, yeah. um, give it a good stir. You don't want to introduce any more air bubbles into the mix than you have to and deal speak with. Speak softly um, when you're also, using it. Don't, no loud noises. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Your polyurethane. Uh, Also, John, consider the whole finishing the finish thing. So when you have your final coat on there, you can kind of abrade the surface with high grits. You could do a wet sanding, even just using like mineral spirits as a lubricant. And you can get those little uh, dust nibs out of the surface, smooth it out a little bit. So it's just, uh, you know, super, super smooth. And you don't have to necessarily get a perfect finish on your final coat. You can make it perfect with a little bit of post-processing. So there's I feel a like, I feel like we you. need a sound bite, like the guy that does cup of slab. He needs to go rub it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't we have rub that? Rub it out. I feel like we should have I mean, that. Rub it out. Uses. You could use that in everyday life. You know, I think we have pinch it off. That's what <laughs> yes, it is, don't we? We have that one. Pinch it off. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Rockler is expanding their stores. We've talked about this a couple different times. Um, they're excited to announce the opening of their brand new Kansas City store. You can find the new location in its 
I have a pronunciation key here. That's very helpful. Thank you, Megan. Um, <laughs> Olathe, Kansas. <laughs> you may be missing out if you haven't been to a Rockler store lately. You'll find a large number um, lumber selection, top power tool brands and accessories, dust collection, router tables, T-Track hardware, and more. Rockler stores also host a variety of classes and events. Visit rockler.com to find a store near you or stop by the new Kansas City store if you're in the area. No matter which store you visit, you can count on Rockler for innovative products, expert advice, and exceptional customer service. Now, I missed out on another opportunity to go to my local Rockler because the other day I had gotten the wrong pins for the shutter project, and they make two different kinds, uh, different sizes depending on the size of the louvers, and I got the wrong ones. So I had to send John out to go pick them up from uh, the local Rockler store, and instead of going, I stayed home and did something else. So I missed my chance. How'd you get them in the first place? Did you order them online? Yes, (laughs) I did. And I, so look, I'm going like, I know the numbers tell me, oh, you're supposed to do a nine sixteenth hole. I'm popping these things in the hole and I'm going, that's too loose of a fit. This doesn't make any sense. I even went on Rockler's site, got on the chat with a person as I'm trying to figure this out. And I got to a point where I'm like, oh, dang it. I'm so stupid. So I'm like, I'm sorry to bother you. I, I, this is totally my fault. I'm an idiot. Had the wrong pins. Mm -hmm. So we went and got the correct ones. And it's amazing how, when you have the right bag of pins, they actually do uh, fit correctly with the recommended hold size. Go figure. I'm stupid. Well, and I learned something new because I've always called that Olathe, Kansas. Cause I think that's like where Garmin is headquartered. Cause every time I go into my Garmin app to like track a bike or a run, it like automatically mm-hmm. wants to drop me on Garmin headquarters. And, and I've always called it Olathe, Kansas, Olathe, Kansas. Learn something new today. Olathe, okay. Yep. Good to know. All right. So what do we have here? Um, we did the voicemail. We got, uh, we're, we're really well organized today. Yeah. This is we're, good. Oh, okay. I wonder why this is written Tim's here. Because, yeah. Shannon already wrote it in there. Good job. <laughs> hey, <laughs> All right, Shannon, you want to read the question from Tim? This one's interesting. It's it's kind of not woodworking, yeah. but we we thought it was interesting enough to talk about. So let's do it. Tim says, I really enjoy the show. I have a not really woodworking question for you just because I'm nosy. I've got two hobbies in life, <laughs> woodworking and personal finance. So I'm curious what the three of you have planned for retirement. I've heard Shannon reference his day job at the lumberyard as his retirement plan, but I know Mark and Matt are self-employed. <laughs> financially, do you see yourselves being positioned to retire from woodworking slash content creation grind at some point? What does your ideal retirement look like? No woodworking? More woodworking? There's little emojis in there. No woodworking. Smiley or sad face. More woodworking. Oh my God. I think that's what that emoji is supposed to be. Like the little Edvard Mump scream emoji. Anyway, I'm a father of three young children and I have a rewarding career that I enjoy, but God, I can't wait until the day when I can walk away from it and never look back. It's <laughs> it's like a rewarding it, career that I cannot wait <laughs> I lo- to tell them. I love this, but, but I also yeah. hate it. Uh, the, the one thing I find missing myself missing in life is time. I'd like to say that I spend what little free time I have in the shop, but I often just find myself sitting and staring straight ahead or worse yet, doom scrolling through my YouTube feed. In reality, I put a lot of effort into planning for retirement when I will hopefully have time to actually do the things I want to do, like hang out in my shop. I realize finances can be a personal subject for some. So if this is none of my business, no hard feelings, but I'm going to sign off like everyone else by saying thanks for not quitting. In my mind, 
quitting mm -hmm. is the dream. <laughs> well <Nah>. done. <laughs> well done. Interesting. Interesting perspective. Yeah. Well, it is a personal topic, of course. I don't think we're going to get too far into our, you know, monetary <laughs> details, just in the sense of like How numbers. big is your 401k, Mark? What's your investment portfolio look like? Yeah. What percentage do you have in blue chip? Okay. And how much money is in blue chip? Let's... <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but I do think it's it's kind of interesting as three people who have various like types. I mean, we're all talking about woodworking, but the way that we accomplish what we do is a little bit different. Um, and our own personal investments in our businesses are a little bit different. And um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting because we're kind of three different um, sort of profile cases to look at. Um, so who wants to go first? Who wants to spill the beans? Um, well, he he called me out. So because um, it, it is relatively simple. I mean, I... I, I don't want to say I don't have to work at the lumber yard. Um, I quite enjoy working at the lumber yard. It certainly has its perks. It's nice yeah. to, to have that kind of commonality, but you know, the, the income that I get from, you know, the hand tool school is, well, it's more <laughs> than I make, uh, working at the lumber yard. The lumber yard is fantastic because I have an incredible healthcare plan. So that's like totally free money right there. But Oh yeah. A, a great deal. Um, I essentially max out my 401k contributions. There's a, you know, a, a federal government allows you to only contribute so much. I can't remember what the number is at the top of my head. It changes as you get older and it goes up year by year, but I, I max it out to the point where it just automatically stops deducting from my paycheck. So there's, there's a substantial percentage of my paycheck every single week that just goes straight into 401k, um, because I don't, have to have the actual paycheck. Um, you know, it's, it's nice, but as I said, that's my retirement plan. Um, yeah. what I do with the rest of that income is I end up investing it. Um, I then take it and do additional, um, uh, what are they called? What are those things called? Roth IRAs. That's what those things are called. IRA. <laughs> those things. <laughs> yeah. I do independent, uh, retirement accounts. Isn't that what that stands for? Um, and you know, maximize my tax, uh, blanket god i can't think my tax deferrals my <laughs> this is tax, great yeah that stuff oh man um and then i, what, I just love hearing shannon can we talk about mason yeah, right next? seriously let's do that <laughs> and then what, what's left i end up investing like in the actual stock market itself you know i've got a robin hood account mm -hmm. that i love doing and that's kind of like like he says like tim says it's kind of a hobby it's kind of playing around with this stuff. You know, I'm not obviously, yeah. it's not like playing the slots, you know, I'm slightly conservative. I don't want to lose a bunch of money, but it's my opportunity to, to play around with companies that I think could be interesting and, and work on it, uh, building the nest egg mm -hmm. that way. As far as like, what does it look like? Um, I think there will be more woodworking. I think there absolutely would be more woodworking. Um, I do think that, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I have yet to do with the hand tool school that I just don't have the time to do because I'm working 40, 50 hours yeah. a week. Um, there's a lot of, uh, things that will take me outside of my shop. There's things that I could do, um, with travel and, and woodworking, um, that I really, really want to do that when I have the time I plan to do. So in some ways, I think the content will probably kick it up a notch, like on the level of like what you guys do now, because that is your full-time job. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, plan to retire quite early. Um, I'm not going to wait until I'm 65, uh, 52 and a half. I can start drawing on a 401k without penalty. I don't think I'm going to do it then. Cause that's 
six years from now. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't plan on waiting to enjoy my retirement till I can't enjoy my retirement. So, um, the, the official right. retirement will be pretty early, um, relatively soon actually. Um, and that's when they could, I can start living on 401k and my investments and actually focusing more on, on the actual woodworking side of things. But I do think it will come, it will become a little bit more personal and really get to focus on the stuff that I want to do. Um, I'll probably take some classes too. So yeah, that's the plan. That's cool though. Oh yeah. And then I have like a a wife who has a 401k as well and has her own investment account. Sugar mama. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, those teachers, boy. (laughs) <laughs> they rake it in, especially private school teachers. Boy, she could she could probably yeah. double her salary by going to public school. But nope. But John and I had a conversation about that today in the shop about how some of the most important people to our, our society functioning are the least <laughs> paid, and how stupid yeah. that is, and awful. That yeah, is. and and the sheer anyway. volume of hours that she works, especially since COVID. I mean, she's doubled her work. Yeah. She has to teach both remotely and, and in person. And yeah. No more money. So yeah, it's, she's, she's definitely, she's not a sugar mama. She's more of a salty mama. (laughs) A healthy uh, nut selection of grandma's ribbon candy mama. Trail trail mix. (laughs) Oh, okay. Ribbon Mm. candy. Nothing like a hard candy from grandma. 20 year old ribbon candy. Especially when the, (laughs) yeah, my grandmoms were always sugar free because she was diabetic. And it comes garbage. out in one big lump. Like, and you have to use a hammer <laughs> to break <laughs> it free. There's 14 of them connected <laughs> yeah. to each other. <laughs> Disgusting. Mm. Um, you know, for, for, for me, I often wonder what does retirement look like? What does retirement mean? Um, things really changed for me when I started to do this whole thing for a living and content production became part of the business it sort of changed the game for me because it's not something I entirely loathe. There are aspects of content creation <laughs> I entirely that loathe. I do. <laughs> ringing endorsement. I don't, I don't, I don't totally hate it. Uh, well, you, you guys of all people, you two know what my things like, what pushes my buttons when it comes to content production, uh, dealing with the public in that way. But there are parts of it that I absolutely love and adore and would never really want to stop doing. So I don't really know exactly what retirement would look like for me. If, if I got to a point where I was like, okay, investments are panning out. We're now in a position where we have this nest egg. We can now go on cruise control. What happens then? And I'm kind of like in a similar boat to Shannon where it's like, well, I might still just continue doing what I do because I love it. Yeah. And then the income may still come in as supplementary income to, you know, what's going on with the retirement stuff. Right. So I think that's the biggest challenge for, for what I do. I'm super fortunate to be doing something that I actually do truly enjoy. So what happens, I guess the only thing I could think is I just cut out the things I don't like. If there is some aspect of, of content production or woodworking that I don't enjoy, like let's say hypo- hypothetical, I love CNC. I just want to do CNC work, but I know it's not going to do well for my content. So I don't do it. Well, that would be the time where I'd go, screw it. Who cares? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to build what I want to build with the tools I want to use and go down that path. And the funny ironic thing about is, is that may not necessarily even negatively impact things, but if it did, I wouldn't have to care about it. (laughs) The ironic thing is you're going full circle because that's how we all started. 
like find <laughs> yeah. your tribe. Like I'm going to yeah. just do, do what, what I want to do. do. And the people will, you know, cause I wasn't about making money. It wasn't about subscribers yeah. and income. It was just about showing off. Like my blog started with me just showing what I did. Like I forgot to take yeah. pictures of stuff that I built. So I thought if I blog about it, I'll remember to take pictures of it. So yeah, you're yeah, just going like full circle right back to what you want to do. Totally. Yeah. So I don't think I could just disappear. I don't think I could just be like, well, I'm retired now. So guess I'll close that IG account. See ya. <laughs> right. Um, you sell that I, thing. I, I, th- <laughs> yeah, I should. There you go. You just close something. it. What kind of amateur are you? Yeah. I know. Seriously. That's my retirement plan is selling all my social accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Let me, uh, yeah, anybody have Ted's, Ted's woodworking? <laughs> right. But, but give that, that guy a call. That brings up the other point. Like, you know, we just in, in the, blip of time, you know, granted it's a long time in internet years, but in the blip of time that we've been doing this, so much has changed on the platforms. You know, YouTube is a big deal right now, but YouTube didn't exist when we started. And what's to say that, you know, in 10 years, when I think to retire, YouTube will still be a thing. You know, Instagram has like outshone Twitter, outshone Facebook, but now there's this TikTok thing that's happening over here. What's that going to do to Instagram? So it's like... Part of me, and this is kind of my philosophy on YouTube. Like I, I really dialed back on YouTube a while ago and realized I'm, I'm, I don't have the energy to play the game. Um, I've got this full-time job going on. I've got a really good steady income from the hand tool school through my own, you know, sandbox that I can play in knowing full well that if I played more of the YouTube game, it would do good things for me. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. it would be that hard to build a community seeing how long I've been doing this, but I just don't have the patience <laughs> and the time to do it. Yeah. And part of me wonders, like if, you know, if I retire from the lumberyard and I have the time, will I even bother, you know, because what will it look like then? And then it's the fact of, do I even, you know, this is the true old man thing. Like <laughs> times have changed and I just don't want to bother to keep up. So I'm just going to do yeah. what I've been doing, you know, and those that want to engage with me on the quote older platforms can, you know, can, but I'm, I'm, and that's, that's kind of my idea with TikTok. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fingers in my ears, like, no, 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 yeah. no, la, la, not la. interested. <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, isn't there a point, I guess, where you have to, especially for people who are producing content in this way, where you have to be okay. And maybe that for me is retirement where I have to be okay with actively allowing myself to become irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Where you're no longer part of the conversation and you don't have to be, but you got, you know, people who are about your age. Maybe they, they grew up with you. They've continued to follow you, but you're no longer the person who's making waves. You're just kind of doing your thing back in the corner. You got your people who watch what you do and, and you're okay with that. You're okay with losing relevancy. Because it doesn't matter financially, <laughs> let's say. But that, that is late. a tough pill to swallow, though. Too late for me. I mean, yeah. But I mean, honestly, that's what a big part of with the weekly video thing that I'm doing right now is like, why after 15 years of doing this, it, for the first time in 15 years, am I going, I'm making weekly videos. Look at me. You know, it's like, well, because every video that I make is an investment in my relevancy. And the longer I can continue to do that, the longer the guild will thrive, the longer everything else that we do for a business will continue to work. So that's part of the strategy right now is to extend the amount of time that people give a crap about who we are. That's <laughs> it's a tricky thing, tricky thing to manage. So Matt, we haven't talked to you much about this. <laughs> what, what's retirement look like for you? I, uh, Chair kits, baby. Well, that, that's actually part of it. So I, I don't yeah. think I'll ever, I'll Slap ever re- shutters. Oh, I won't. Why not? I mean, just kits galore, kit everything. 
Everything's, Everything's a, a kit. kit. You don't have to do any. I'm going to put the lumber business out of business and just sell kits. Ready to do go. It. No one wants roughs on lumber anymore. They just want their kits ready to go. That's that's 20. You're not far off. No, man. <laughs> so I don't think I will ever retire. And I don't think my retirement. Well, I guess it won't look the same. It's what a traditional retirement would be. The thing for most people, then they retire like, oh, okay, I was doing this one job for however many years. I worked in this industry for this many years. Now I don't do that anymore. And I just like hang out and do crosswords and knit <laughs> or something. I don't know. And golf. <laughs> golf. And golf. Is that what is that the other thing? Maybe fishing or something like that? Golfing, fishing. Woodworking. Wood, oh, woodworking. <laughs> That's the there funny you thing. You're already doing <laughs> woodworking. What, what is ubiquitous with retirement, you know? Yeah. So I think that's that's kind of the interesting thing on my side is like, well, I'm probably never going to actually like be just done. Like I'm not going to work anymore. I think my my interests will evolve and I'll continue to do things that may be woodworking related or may not be. I think one of the more interesting goals I have for my future is to kind of shift from, um, you know, just solid self-employment to like business owner and then to investor. So I really like to spend, I'm, I'm, I'm still relatively young in, in the grand scheme of things, but at so some point think. I'm, I said that too I'm younger than once. you. So that's all I, I need. Say, in comparison to my co-hosts, I'm still quite young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking, much sure. further away from traditional retirement age than you two are, for sure. Oh, you son of a <laughs> sucker. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll realize I'm that with that's you. not a good thing one day and you'll be like, man, I wish I was closer. <laughs> so I think my, like the retirement as far as this conversation goes would be me just not really playing the game anymore. I'm like I'm still yeah. probably going to produce right. content for the rest of my life. I'm just not going to care that this many people watch it or I place these advertisers yeah. or I do a video every certain amount of time or I even do a video or something. Maybe I'll make a project and not even film it. That's, that's how I will celebrate yeah. my retirement. By just there you go. Filming, like, Turn off the camera not filming and build. It and just enjoying it. <laughs> just go as build something. <laughs> and not tell, and not tell anybody about it. Not do anything and just enjoy yeah. my own time to myself. That that's my retirement. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think like what, one of the reasons that people succeed in the content creation thing is you have to like the content creation side. Like inherently, I enjoy editing video. Like I always have. When I was a kid, I had a VHS tape recorder and I wanted to make little movies. And to this day, uh, Attack of the Killer Cheese Puffs is one of my finest pieces of work that I ever did. <laughs> my favorite, frankly. Stop motion cheese puff animation. It was awesome. But you, you enjoy that actual part of it. So I, like, like you guys said, it'll probably continue to make... I mean, there's so much more content that can be done. I mean, mm-hmm. hand planing with a constant 2G acceleration on a spaceship on the way to Mars. You know, I mean, that's the future, <laughs> there right? You go. What, what is, that's what, what is, everyone wants to see. What is, what is woodworking look like on the surface of Mars? You know, yeah. Elon Musk wants to know. So maybe, you know, there's, there's some content opportunities there. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and I like thinking about the investment thing. Mm, yeah. That's a long time ago. Pre pre kids. Uh, Nicole and I had conversations about this, where it's headed and her starting to work for the business and how that was all going to go. Um, it was pretty clear to me that the income from a business like this can be volatile. Um, things like the guild help stabilize that Shannon, you know, with the hand tool school, something mm-hmm. like that can help to be money. You can count on being there. 
Um, but even that can still be volatile depending on how many sales you have, depending on how many pin- pandemics occur. Right. Uh, you know, things like that can affect the business. Depending upon your so, technical relevancy. I mean, I've seen, I've got a, yeah. a, a redesign that I'm working on right now because parts of my site that I thought were really mobile friendly really aren't. <laughs> um, yeah. And they need and, to be better because the, the percentage, I mean, it's always mobile has been a strong percentage of visitors anyway, but it's like almost exclusive now. Um, yeah. And there's little things. And it's like, if I don't change that, people may like my content, but they're still not going to consume it. They're not going to sign up at the right. school because it's difficult to get access to it. So yeah, you yeah, got to care about that. You got to change that stuff. Well, it was pretty clear to me, you know, the writing was on the wall that this was not something I could totally count on moving forward, especially once having kids um, more traditional investing was going to be necessary for me to feel comfortable letting Nicole work for the business, getting my mom involved in the business, all these things. I, I just needed uh, some sort of a safety net. And that's where traditional investments came in for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, have, especially at the time when we started, I certainly didn't have enough knowledge to control this myself. So we did go to a financial advisor, um, started to put as much as we could afford to put into something like that. And I am investing in such a way that assumes that my income will stop at a certain point. Right. If it doesn't, great. If I can continue to work, if I can continue to make content, whatever it is, the machine keeps going, fantastic. But I am not assuming that is going to happen. So everything we've done with investments is making the assumption that the money will stop flowing and we will have to depend on that exclusively at some point. So that's kind of where our investment retirement goals are set. But we, you know, hopefully if all goes well and health is there and everything like that, you don't have to depend on it quite as much that way. Right. No, that's, that's absolutely the plan. And that's the, the beauty of it, right? Is you, you have those retirement yeah. calculators and they say, at what point will you stop making money? Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's the, what I love. That's the difference though. Like when you retire from a traditional job, there goes your income. Yeah. Um, what's weird about this is it's kind of like, even if you go into a semi-retirement mode, all that effort you put into creating passive yeah. income is still there. Right. Um, it may start to diminish. But it's slowly, gravy but surely, at you that don't. point, baby. It's all gravy. <laughs> it's all gravy, baby. It's gravy the whole time. What yeah. are you talking about? It's been gravy. <laughs> Look at Matt. He's covered in gravy. <laughs> yeah. From the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, literally, it's gravy. That's what's on his yeah. shirt right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just come see us after dinner time. Yeah. It's a mess. So, Matt, um, but not, again, I don't want to assume your comfort level on talking about this stuff, but if you, do you have anything regarding the investment side of things for retirement? Uh, so we have, <laughs> it's, it's sort of a interesting, like dichotomy that what's we have here. What's your password here. to your, your account? Yeah. Tell yeah us what's your that. password to your E-Trade you, account? You should know. It's like that. basically, I love Mark. <laughs> I love Mark. Shannon's okay. Which is a whole second. The two factor side. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So we have, uh, so like, uh, obviously, Lindsay has more of a traditional job of things. So, like, we we get to play with that side of things. And then my side of things is like our more sugar mama, more risky side. So, my retirement account is my business. I reinvest extremely heavily into my business and growing different aspects of it and trying to figure out ways to make it more of a business and less of a, just a job for me so that in the future I own a business. I don't own a job. Yeah. So does that mean employees are on the horizon? I mean, everything I do is to get it 
to get it that way. And yes, the kids <laughs> are already made three of them. The kids are there in the, in the future for sure. But that's it's, it's definitely something I'm trying to establish areas of the business where I can be fully away from and they still function. Well, see, that's why that's why I immediately went to employees. Right. It's like as soon as you get to a point where you're you want to be out of the picture, but the business can still run, then there's bodies. That's that exactly it. So it's finding for me right now. I'm in this interesting like phase of my business journey of finding the things that I can spin off as their own fully functional businesses that yeah. don't really need me. Yeah. Isn't well, uh, screw that only fan only fans plan that you had okay. work. Well, isn't uh oh now I'm forgetting. I think it's JR. Isn't JR going to be like a famous Broadway composer or something? So <laughs> he wants to be, yeah. He's uh He'll really into uh Lin Manuel. Lin Manuel, yep. Yeah, yeah, really he needs him. to stick with those piano lessons because Seriously. I've seen the attitude and <laughs> I don't think it's acceptable. They're no. pretty rough right now. Yeah. <laughs> Kids up. are the worst. He already, he already, he already quit. <laughs> I want this. I don't want this. <sighs> he had, I think, six free lessons. Like they give yeah. free lessons to, to the kids to get them interested in music. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Nope. <laughs> so he didn't stick with it. I'm like you just turned six. Actually, he was, he was five when he did that. And he's like, yeah, nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> nope. Well, there's already you got siblings, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> see where they go with this. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, this is a big question. I mean, we, if you guys have feedback on stuff like this, um, I'm curious, especially for people who are not on the content side of things, maybe you're just, uh, you know, you're a woodworker, just cranking away, getting projects done. You run that kind of a business. Um, it's interesting to think about retirement plans in that sense, because it's gotta be difficult. You know, you gotta have the money to invest. And then when, uh, let's say your hands fail you, you know, or something you can't physically do the work anymore, what happens to your business and what happens to your family at that point? It's a lot to think about. I think the three of us definitely are uh, anomalies in a way uh, in what we have available to ways. us in, the, in <laughs> yes. many, many ways in the types of businesses that we run that make them unique. Um, definitely non-traditional. And we, there are some challenges, but also advantages. Piggybacking off of this, I don't think many people really understand this actual business that we're in. Like even the, <laughs> yeah. the three of Probably us have not. different kind of businesses, but like most people don't yeah. really understand the it may look business. the same on the on the surface, but I do think all three of us tackle these things in a very different way. Like you're talking about, Matt, running, getting a business going that operates independently without you. You know how much interest I have in that? All the, all the interest. Negative. Yeah. The sounds fantastic. Interest. The end goal sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah like I want to get as much investment money. <laughs> uh, I just want to like, get, I, want, I just want the, I want my Scrooge McDuck pot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be front loaded as much coins. as possible. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm over I here don't thinking like, get rid of the money as fast as possible. And you're over there. Right. Give me all the money right I now. Give it to me. <laughs> well, I put it in my money bin. I mean, at the same time, like Mark talks about employees and I'm like, just shoot me. Like that's, and, and I've had this conversation. Like I'll have people who, who, you know, in, in an effort to quote, want to help, they'll offer me like business advice. And to be fair, like they're in a position to give business advice. Like they actually know what they're talking about. Not, not like the YouTube about. comments that like have no idea. Oh, okay. Good. Usually <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of that. <laughs> Those usually, are fun. usually they're like hand tool school members. Like a lot of times they've been a member for six years, seven years. And you know, like, Hey, I really want you to see successful. Have you thought about this, this, and this? And it's kind of like Mark, when people used to say, Mark, when are you going to get your TV show? And you're like, yeah. like, shut up. Like, don't, wish don't ever talk me. to me again. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, yes, there are ways that I could gain larger market share. There are ways that I could grow my business much, much larger. I don't want it to be that way. Like 
the the revenue that I see from the business now is so much more than I ever thought it would be when I, you know, back when in the Blit TV days, um, mm-hmm. that I that I can live on it and I continue to see it grow year after year after year. If I grow it to a point, there is that critical mass where I will have to have employees. I will have to have a bunch of other stuff. I'm not interested at that point, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I discovered, especially when I moved out of the IT sector and moved into marketing exclusively, like I made, I made a lot of money when I was in the IT sector. Like I was way too young to be making the amount of money I did because I (laughs) spent it like a moron. Um, But I, I quickly realized like, I don't need to make that much money in order to live quite well and to be quite happy. Um, so then it's like suddenly your priorities change a lot. And you know, it was at this point, not to get too personal, it was at this point then that Heather and I realized that kids weren't going to be an option for us. So it was like, okay, well, that totally changed the picture as far as what, you know, size of the nut that you need or whatever. And it was like, I became very content in the business that that I'm in with the hand tool school that it's doing quite well. And if I can keep kind of this mass going, maybe grow it 10%, 20% or whatever, um, I'm fine. But the minute I get so big and cumbersome that I've got to start to have employees and outsource a bunch of other stuff and kind of lose control over all the little aspects I like, like I enjoy website design. Um, I get some help on certain things, but like the majority of the architecture that I do for the site, I'm doing it um, and bringing in some help for a little bit of code here and there. And that's the way I want to keep it. I I don't really want to, you know, grow it to the point where I need all this other stuff. Interesting. I don't know what the point to all that was. (laughs) I was waiting for it. I think what you're contrasting, (laughs) you know, the the two different approaches that that Matt and I have. And I kind of feel, I do like the idea of a a few employees, but there is a limit for me Uh, at a certain point this just becomes a business. And then to me, which is weird, it's the opposite of Matt. Uh, he's trying to avoid it becoming a job, but for me having employees that many employees or even more than I currently have makes it feel more like a job. <laughs> now I'm, I'm very responsible for their schedules for everything they're, they're doing. That's not as fun. Well, for me. there's definitely an upper limit. There's, there's that, I think that's, there's that period for a bit, but once the business grows to a point where you have that a person that does that, yeah, it's what? true. My w- boss worries about the employees. <laughs> yeah, my boss is there. Yeah, someone else's job so. <laughs> to worry about that stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you get to a point like um, uh, Gib McIlvain, the actual owner of Jig Gibson McIlvain. He's been in Vale for three months now. Um, yeah, nice. and doing. And granted, he's you know of retirement age anyway. But yeah, you get to a point where he shows up, comes into the office. He's still a you know valued member of the team, but at the same time, he calls himself like chairman of skiing. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> you know the business is is running without him, and he'll occasionally call Go in, and him. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think you can get to that point. So let me ask you this, um, and maybe more for Matt: Have you ever thought about investing in something outside of woodworking? Um, early on, one of the things I was was thinking about is the, the some sort of diversification, and I'm talking about just investments and you know purely like IRA stuff like that, but like have some aspect of the business that has nothing to do with woodworking it is just a completely separate thing that you, you can kind of uh, nurture on the side that can be its own entity later on. Yes. <laughs> that, that would it's be, hard to, it's hard to figure the, like the what next, that would be the next kind of phase of where I want to go. Cause I really enjoy business. I really enjoy like the early stages, startup phases yeah. of it. You're coming from that background anyway on the, on the, 
I guess the the boots on the ground person. That's what I did in my last job, mm-hmm. and I I got to kind of live that experience of okay, they have investors that come in and they have the knowledge and the information, and then you have the people to execute the plans. So I really want to move to the investor sides, but that's obviously going to take cash. Yeah, sure. But I think that's what I would be doing in my retirement is doing more of those things, being an actual early investor in whatever business someone else comes up with that's, this awesome idea. I just tank. happen to have the money. It is Shark Tank. Matt's, Matt's yeah. going to be the angel investor guy. Yeah, that, exactly. That's that's what I want to do in retirement, be an angel investor. Yeah. That's cool, though. That sounds fun. That's I think it sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, if you get well, if you are doing that, then that means you have a crap load of money. So, yeah, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> that real sounds fun. Great. Wait, you hope it comes back, though. That's the thing with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the gamble of it. But you get to be more involved in it. Instead of just like investing in a portfolio, you're investing in like the actual thing and you're actually participating in yeah. the growth of that business. Well, and then you get to say things like, and for those reasons, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. <laughs> that's a shark. But yeah, like honestly, a, like that's how I treat that's how I treat my, my online, um, investment accounts. Um, that's the fun part of it. I mean, yeah. I'm still investing in a company, but I enjoy like researching the company and finding companies that I believe in. And this is, this is a cool idea. And you better believe I bought Peloton stock when it went public, you know, yeah, but, boy. but stuff like that, you know, it was, was, yeah. I, I enjoyed that research side and being able to kind of, mm-hmm say I own a part of that company and I've helped that company. And yeah, I know that I haven't, but still <laughs> I feel like <laughs> a I little bit. Part. I, I, I mean, know that I haven't. There's a percentage that could be attributed <laughs> yeah, to you. There's a percentage. Very low, but it's there. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I don't know how many people enjoyed this, but it was fun for us. So <laughs> and hopefully maybe answer Tim's question. So yeah. that's like retirement. The retirement it's a episode. Very, it's a, it's not, something we have ever talked about before, which is kind of interesting too, as many shows as we've done. Well, I mean, the one thing we're not even talking to each other about this either. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not, not, not really. I don't think so. I, I do think it, we, it goes without saying that we'll continue doing wood talk though. When we, when we've retired from everything else, we'll still do. Well, wood that's talk. all you know. We just keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> that's oh, what man. we'll do in retirement. We're going to be old. <laughs> show 5,800. <laughs> Today. Longest running uh, woodworking podcast, though. I mean, we didn't run continuously, skipped a year, but still. That's, that's an accomplishment. Show, we're talking about why the music's so loud. Flaming so loud. bags and those damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode's yeah. going to be titled Those Damn Kids, Part 3, Part 7. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the same segment every show, Those Damn Kids. Good stuff. All right. Well, I think that does it for us today. Uh, Remember that we are proudly sponsored by Rockler, family-owned since 1954. Rockler is your go-to source for high-quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com for a store near you, or use the code WOODTALK, it's all one word, online to receive free shipping on most orders over 39 bucks. And remember to head to rockler.com slash woodtalk to enter for your chance to win a Pack Rack Plus clamp and tool storage system. Go Rockler! Woo! Hey! Questions? Nope. Go to woodtalkshow.com. Leave them there. Or email us. Woodtalkshow at gmail.com. Or Instagram, woodtalkshow. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Nick. See you, bye. Get off my lawn. Perfect ending. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's what I was going for, Matt. I appreciate you picking that up. <laughs> You're so over. I, I, I hiked my pants way up high when I did that. It's great. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.